But my biggest takeaway is that the uh, bathroom at Mar-a-Lago is giving me serious Taj vibes. Did it make you want to gamble when you saw it? Makes me want to go up and down the escalators of the Trump Plaza. Ooh. Howdy, it's Monday, June 12th, 2023, and this is episode 204 of Do For A Win, the Atlantic City podcast. I'm Kyle Askin, joined, as always, by Craig Stone. What's good, Craig? Bridger across America is what's good. Matt Bridger, search it on YouTube, flew into Newark, drove to Atlantic City, and has started his cross-country journey in Atlantic City with three nights at Caesars. So I'm assuming if you listen to this show long enough, you've heard me talk about Matt Bridger, my favorite Vegas vlogger. And I was really looking forward to this. So he's got two episodes out right now you can go listen to or watch on YouTube. He's coming your way, Kyle. He's going to go up to Mohegan Sun and then to Seneca, Niagara, and then coming back down south to MGM National Harbor. That doesn't seem like the way to do it. It does not seem like the way to do it. (laughs) So the night of June 14th, he'll be at National Harbor. Before going out west. By the way, speaking of driving up up northeast, I'm sure it's going to be very pleasant to drive. Hopefully it doesn't impact going to AC too much, but the fact that 95 collapsed in Philadelphia, it's going to be great, I'm sure, for traffic around there for the next year. You're off 95 before then. You're off 95 before then, but I wonder if it bleeds over. Yeah, I'm never even on 95 at that point because yeah. I'm off for the turnpike. But yeah, that's it seems like it's going to be bad. Not going to be great. Yeah, Matt Bridger. Should I watch one of them? Should I? I don't know shot? if it's really your thing. It is very slot heavy. Uh-huh. I mean, he shows some AC so stuff, which is good. Not even, like, really that much about AC. It's mostly about some slot machine that he's at. There's there's a, some AC at the start uh. and, and at the end, usually. The other place he's going, after MGM National Harbor, Rocky Gap. Ooh. <laughs> Love it. Have you been? To the casino? No. To the state park? Yes. I've also been to Rocky Gap State Park. I think I was, like, you know, 15 or something. Yeah, but no. I've, I've been camping there, but not, not at the casino. Anyways... We never got a better name for Always Once Never. All right. Always Once Never. I was trying to figure out something with like throw it in the ocean or... (laughs) Yeet yeet it in the ocean. Or yeah, something, things that rhymed with yeet. Nothing good rhymes with yeet for the other two things. Dave Chappelle disagrees. (laughs) Anyway. The the F can be skeet. (laughs) (laughs) But what? Meet, meet, skeet, yeet. I don't know. Anyways. Oh, boy. So, always once never. <laughs> we had some appreciation from listeners about the word yeet being in the title. I saw Justin uh, commented about that. So, Thanks to you for bringing that into the do for a win lexicon. Yeah. Justin W., that is. There's yes. too many Justins. There's but... several. Yeah. So this category for this week, I didn't want to just keep going down the casino list. I feel uh-huh. like we couldn't do three weeks in a row. Three episodes yeah, of yeah, the yeah. casinos. No, I think I think this is good. Did, did you just? Add, I haven't even looked at this yet. Did you add this like later in the afternoon today, or no, did it's I just been in there? I just glossed right over it when I was looking at the agenda. Probably. Yeah. So what I have for you is non-casino attractions. I guess we'll call them like retail uh-huh. dining areas, zones, mm-hmm. whatever you want to call them. The three things are the walk, Tanger outlets, mm-hmm. the Orange Loop. Mm-hmm. and Gardner's Basin. Okay, so let's go through them one by one. The walk, I think, is very important for Atlantic City. It hasn't been, like, 
the healthiest the last few years, but it seems like it's still like at reasonably high occupancy. It still probably brings in far more people to the city than the other two. So those are my kind of quick thoughts on the walk. For me, it doesn't do that much, even though I did buy some awesome orange shoes on it, uh, you know, last time we were there. I thought we decided that we're going to be just sneaker flippers now and we're not even going to gamble. We're just going to go straight to the Adidas. I could have just made like a $100 profit on those, it turns out, but instead I wore them like a sucker. I do appreciate that when you sent me the listings, you actually sent me the sold listings Uh on eBay. I am someone who knows how to use eBay. I'm not an idiot, so. And I have a friend who sells comic books, and he always sends me the, like, I got this comic book. It's selling for 250 bucks. And, like, it's not selling for 250 bucks. It is list, is on sale for 250 bucks. Those shoes were legitimately selling for whatever, $100 or whatever they were. And I bought them for 26. So. So. That's the walk. Orange Loop. Orange Loop is something that always has a lot of hype. It hasn't lived up to it. I think it's a cool place to be. I think people who know think it's a cool place to be. People who come and visit the casinos and don't live in Atlantic City, do they really care? Probably not that much, I think, for the most part. I I think that's safe to say. Are we including Irish Pub as part of the Orange Loop? Sure. Okay. I think we can. It's it's in the the general vicinity. So So quick rundown on Orange Loop. Tennessee Uh Avenue Beer Hall. Yep. Rhythm and Spirits, Bar 32, which is like the chocolate yep. and cocktail place. The Cardinal. Cuzzy's Pizza. Yes, Cardinal, new place replacing Bure. Yeah. Irish Pub and Heyday Coffee. Yep. This is a decent amount of stuff. It's a decent amount of stuff. But like I said, I, I think for, for locals, I think it's great. It's not bringing people into the city, though. You know, it's a nice thing to have that's that's already there. I think the walk is, is bringing more people into the city, right? I, sure. I agree with that. And same thing with Gardner's Basin. So Gardner's Basin, by all accounts, seems like a nice place to live. If I were to live in Atlantic City, I would almost certainly live in Gardner's Basin, I would think. There's not that much there, like in terms of commercial. Like there's the aquarium and like three restaurants. What is it? Gilchrist? Back Bay? Back Bay. Is that it? Or is there one more? Well, there used to be the little like artist village. Right. There used to be, I think, the fish heads sort of like, yeah. I don't know if you'd call it a food truck, that, but that, that got was closed. shut down. Right. So it's just two. So there's not a lot there. This is a tough one. Yeah. What I care about is like totally different than what I actually think is good for the city. Right. I mean, I am a person who really likes going to the outlets. Right. You love the outlets, right? You haven't in recent trips, but certainly the first... 10 times I, I feel like you went to atlantic city you did go to the outlets every time yeah i would even wander out there like if we were there like you and me and one other person i would just run out You'd leave for, the group like, because you yeah. had to go to the outlets yeah i had to go to the cost and look at mm-hmm. 80 dollar polo shirts that were maybe on sale for 65 dollars instead of 80 it's tough i mean i agree the walk is feels really really necessary for a lot of reasons like bringing right. people into the city giving that sort of retail district Having something that's off the boardwalk that's large in that way. Right. I also feel like Orange Loop is this incredibly important proof of concept that like smaller scale development near the boardwalk can succeed. And so, you know, people like Mark Colasso, who's investing in mm-hmm. these restaurants like Rhythm and Spirits and Cousy's Pizza and also the Tennessee Avenue Beer Hall, which the fact that those things are succeeding and maybe not even really drawing a ton of people who are just going there for the casinos, but still enough to survive and, and mm-hmm. seemingly do pretty well. Like, I think that's a really big deal for Atlantic City because so much of the development of Atlantic City from the late 1970s until 2000 and I don't know, 
18 or whenever these this stuff started opening up was entirely reliant on large casino development. The future of Atlantic City relies on this sort of like grassroots development rather than like huge stuff, right? So I think it's really important and I, I don't think you can say get rid of it. But then like Gardner's Basin to like throw Gardner's Basin into the ocean, even though it's pretty limited at this point, that just seems insane, right? Like it's got, it's Gardner's Basin. It's one of the nicest areas <laughs> of Atlantic City and it's got Gilchrist, which we go to pretty consistently on our trips. So yeah. Even, this, this even though you are a noted Gilchrist hater, that, that Gilchrist hater prefer the Tropicana location. I do. I mean, the food at all of them is good. I just think that, that one's a little bit dirty. You're an idiot. That's, my that's fine. For me, I think it's a no-brainer. I think Gardner's Basin's going into the ocean. Wow. Um, okay. Straight into the ocean. I agree. I think. I think between these three, I think it has to go in the ocean. But I. Th- right. I think there's no alternative, really. I mean, for me, like you know, I would personally prefer the walk go in the ocean, but that that would be crazy. I don't think you could. You can do that, especially now that Dave and Buster's is coming. Like, you just yeah. can't do it. Frankly, like we didn't even talk about probably the single most important tenant in the walk, which is Bass Pro Shops. Oh, good point. I don't know. You could argue that Bass Pro Shops is separate. Because it came along so much later, but it is right there it's in that like same right, district. It's like right there, yeah. And it also has, you know, it's got Wingcraft. It's got an Applebee's. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, okay, so here's how it is for me. Like, if it was how I would rate things, if I only cared about myself, it'd be Orange Loop always, Gardner's Basin, once more, The Walk, Never Again. But if it's, like, actually what Atlantic City needs, it's obviously, I think it has to be The Walk every time, Orange Loop once more, and Gardner's Basin into the ocean. I think the marriage thing, I think the always thing, can be purely our preference. So which <laughs> one would are you going to always? Oh, I, I mean... Of course, it would be Orange Loop. Yeah, I'm still taking Orange Loop. I really like the outlets, but like the thing that I think about when I think about going to Atlantic City, non-casino, is not going and looking at shoes at the Adidas outlet, as fun as that right. is. It's going to Irish Pub or Tennessee Avenue Beer Hall or Rhythm and Spirits. Like going to one of these places and just like popping over and grabbing a drink. You're losing Wingcraft, though. Never be able to go again. That's true. I haven't been probably in six or seven years, uh, so <laughs> I don't know. Are we losing Ton Tavern? Does that count? Uh, no, that's like the convention center. I, I think that's, yeah, that yeah. can stay, but Wingcraft is gone. Ton Tavern, every trip for me now. Every trip. You know how much I love it. It wasn't bad. So I'm saying Orange Loop always, mm-hmm. the walk once more, but not eating it into the ocean, Yeah, and then Gardner's Basin into the ocean. I mean, I, I think we kind of have to do it the two separate ways like I did it. For me, it's either the walk has to, has to be the top ranked or, or the bottom ranked, depending on if I'm thinking about the good of the city or the good of my personal whatever. I think I'm going the same rating either way. Mm-hmm. I know you don't like the Gilchrist in, in Garner's Basin. So. Like, you lose that Gilchrist, and you there's still three other Gilchrists. I personally don't love Back Bay. It's fine. Right. Like, it's good, not great. Like it's, it's, good, not it's great. I don't yeah, know if I'd even say it's good, not great. Like it's it's a cool spot. It's a cool place to have a beer. Yeah, it's a cool place to have a beer. It's a cool place, you know, if you have like a pobo or something. Like it's the fine. food is fine, right? But it's yeah. not good, really. <laughs> you know, I wouldn't say it's as good as food we've gotten. Uh, so you know what else is there? Forest in, in the city. It's not the main Kelsey's, but there's like a second Kelsey's. I think also in Gardner's Basin, not in that like back area, but at the f- kind of front of Gardner's Basin. I think aren't there two Kelsey's in the city? Is the other one Kelsey and Kim's? I think that counts as Gardner's Basin. It's not, like, way in the corner that I would really consider Gardner's Basin, but... It's in the area where, like, that style of townhomes or whatever, like, obviously starts if you do the walk. It's clear that that is Gardner's Basin. All right. So is that the Always Once Never segment? We need to go to Kelsey sometime. Or Kelsey and Kim's. Either way. It's ridiculous. We haven't been to either. It's true. Yeah. Anyway. I mean, we've, we haven't been to Chef Ole either. That's probably more ridiculous. 
But I don't love Italian food, so. It sounds very good, Chef Vola, but it's just so not my scene in, in lots of ways. So yeah. I don't know. <laughs> it's not like high on my list or anything, which is weird, considering how many people rate it the absolute mm. number one. And I, I, you know, you do it. love Italian food, so. I like it. Oh, really? I thought it was one of your, your faves. Eh, I mean, my wife really loves it, but. Ah, I see, I see. I'd rather have, like, Mexican food. I thought your wife really loved Asian, because we used to. She does also really love Asian food. Joke that if we ever went to AC together as families, like, me and Andrea should go out to dinner, and you and Megan should go out, because your your food tastes are, are more aligned. Mm, that's probably true. I did go in the city and have Thai food, mm-hmm. and I had a curry for the first time in my life, which, that's really? shocking. It was amazing. Thai, Thai curry is absolutely phenomenal. It was one of the best things I've ever eaten in my life. It was duck curry. It's ridiculous. It was so good. Mm. Anyways. Green, that's what is my favorite color, I think, but very spicy. You should not have it spicy for your... No, it was not spicy. <laughs> it was very mild. All right. Done with that. The longest Always Once Never segment in history. Uh, we've talked about Matt Bridger. So the water park, the ticketing is back up. I know we mentioned last week that it was down, but it's back up. And you say that the prices have dropped $10. Yeah, it was $100 weekdays and $110 weekends. It is now $89 weekdays and $99 weekends. July 24th, still the opening date. So I know you had mentioned when it came down before last episode that your speculation was that it meant that they weren't making July 24th. Right. You said it's because they were lowering the prices. But when you said they weren't making the date, I was like, no, that's absolutely right. It's absolutely that they aren't making the date. It's not the price change. But no. It was the price change. So when are we taking the families... To this now totally reasonably priced $89 weekday experience. I I have no idea, man. I mean, so like, what's your situation? Like, I can go anytime. I can go off season. I think the problem with that is going to be that you don't get weekend comps up there really, right? I got some Friday comps at Ocean. I usually get Friday comps at Hard Rock. Okay. So we'll see. Yeah, we can go anytime then. Once school starts, we can go up on a... Water park follow-up. There's an adults-only area uh-huh. with two swim-up bars and a regular dry bar where you don't have to be in a bathing suit. I guess you're in a bathing suit because you're in the water park. Anyway, mm-hmm. our friend Dave messaged me saying he thought that that looked really cool, which I agree, but like, there's already pools in Atlantic City with drink service, and I never go to any right. of them. Exactly. And not only that, it's like going to be a better situation, I think. Like, I'd much rather be in a pool than, than in this. What I perceive to be, it's going to be like some sort of humid, like, biodome thing. Yeah, that sounds right. I'm with you. I'd much rather, like, a thousand times over go to the Borgata pool and go to their big beer thing there than go to this showboat thing. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it sounds very cool. I just can't imagine I would ever go to this water park without the kids. Why am I spending $110 to go to the water park? It's adult section or whatever. Yeah. yeah. That's a good point. <laughs> like, I've been to Hershey Lodge multiple times, which has, it's basically just a really fancy indoor pool complex. It's got, like, a little splash area for the kids. It's got a couple of big slides. It's got some other little, like, water features. It's a very nice indoor pool. Mm-hmm. But it also has, like, a little cantina. And let me tell you, go in, and my daughter, who can swim pretty well, she's swimming around having the time of her life, and I'm just drinking, like, Trogue's Perpetual IPA while she's at the pool. That's a great experience. So that's what I'm looking for in the water park. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if anything happens to my kid, I'm like, lifeguard, save yeah. my child. I can't swim because of intoxication. <laughs> much like you, one of my children is is very good at swimming and the other one, not not so much. So Yeah, well, you just put the floaties on the other one. Yeah, that's true. How much water park talk will there be every episode from now until when it opens? Uh, probably less than there has been the last few episodes, I hope. 
I'm going to make sure it dominates. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> All right. So there's some Q1 profit numbers. You've you've looked into it some. Why don't you run through it? Okay. So this came out a few weeks ago. Overall, the casino profit, the EBITDA, as we've talked about, earnings before interest yes, tax. Mo- most legit sign of profitability, not a scam. But yeah, go ahead. <laughs> the casinos AC-wide were down almost 15% from Q1 of 2022. Uh-huh. The most profitable casino in Atlantic City in Q1 of 2023 was Ocean, $23.6 million, up 27.6% from Q1 of 2022. Borgata came in second, under a million behind, $22.8 million, but down 50% from 2022. Mm-hmm. Hard Rock in third, 22.2. So all clustered very close together. Hard Rock was down 17.5%. Mm-hmm. So top three, as you would expect, although not necessarily the order you'd expect. Ocean, run by a hedge fund, absolutely killing it. Resorts posted $284,000 operating loss, down from $527,000 profit in 2022. Golden Nugget posted $4.8 million profit. So should we be more concerned about resorts than Golden Nugget? Okay, so two things, I think. One, I think it's pretty clear I already don't really care about these profitability numbers that much. (laughs) And like, I care even less about one specific quarter's profitability numbers. But two, probably more importantly, remember Golden Nuggets includes their online now and Resorts does not. So unless this data has been corrected to add Resorts online because it's a totally different company, it's not an apples to apples comparison. Say Oceanborg and Hard Rock also include their online, but Resorts and Caesars don't, I think are the only two left now. Sure. I'll, I'll trust you on that. Yeah, I mean, I have to deal with like trying to normalize this data, and it's a horrific experience every year when I put the profitability data together. So, Golden Nugget used to have its own online wing as well, but they merged it back in with the company, I think, last year in like the middle of the year. That Golden Nugget number is includes their online, which is basically pure profit because it's like so low overhead or whatever. So GNOG was listed as another licensee in 2022, but not in 2023. So it was exactly. It got it got merged in and like yes, May or June last you're year. You're right. It's Resorts and Caesars that yeah. are not included. Everyone else is included. Right. Resorts Online made fifteen million dollars. Okay. <laughs> so Resorts made fifteen million dollars. The Gold Nugget made four point eight million dollars. So, which makes it sound a bit different than it sounded before. It's a very good point. And then uh, Caesars also made around $15 million in 2023. I mean, that's a bit different. It's split over three properties, kind of, is the way I do it. So, Valleys went from $6.8 million loss to $88,000 profit. All right. Cheers to Valleys. Good for them. One thing I'll say about Valleys and Resorts, Resorts posting a loss, Valleys posting an extremely modest profit right even even though like we said like resorts loss is fake they made a profit ignoring these numbers which i know that you would like to do Uh if you just look at how they are acting right resorts and valleys are clearly investing more in the property than than golden nugget is i think that's right yeah and so that shows you more of a sign of health, I think, <laughs> right. than some cute random Q1 number. Frankly, I think pretty much everyone in Atlantic City, with only a couple exceptions, is investing in the properties pretty well now. Like, Golden Nuggets, I feel like, isn't. Tropicana has, like, been way behind the other Caesars properties, I think. You know what really hurts your profitability, though, also? <laughs> Making capital investments? Deploying the capital dollars. It, it, it does. It terrible does. for the bottom line. Right. 
Uh, the other things I like to look at, occupancy rates, I think, mm-hmm. are a little bit more telling. I mean, this is obviously January, February, March. Right. 65% resort-wide. That sounds kind of not bad, honestly. It does not sound bad. Golden Nugget, 47%. So what I don't know, though, is I'm sure they just close a lot of floors and stuff in the off-season, so probably that's not like as if every room were available. Yeah, but that's I, a I tough one. That. I'm not sure. Let's talk about Borg. The water club is basically just closed, maybe except for weekends. Like, does that yeah. count as them being available all the time? Probably not. I don't think it should. So, I mean, when you look at the list of rooms available, it lists everything okay. like in the document. So I don't know. Maybe. Oh, maybe, maybe it does then. If it does, that's like kind of a lot, I think. Yeah, I agree. Hard Rock 85%, by the way, in the winter. Yeah, that's crazy. And then everybody else is just like down this, like cascading down this range. Ocean 72, mm. Caesar 70, Borg 66, Harris and Trop 60, Resorts 56, Valley 55. I mean, Golden Nugget's really like the way low outlier, but yeah, it's pretty much like an even distribution all the way up to Hard Rock at 85%. 85% is just insane. Yeah. And then average rate per occupied room, Ocean the highest, $212.17 per occupied room. It's the only casino over $200. That's crazy for Q1. It's madness. Golden Nugget is the lowest, as you'd expect, at $113.15. Resorts, $114.36, so only a dollar and change more. The combo of two, I think, that are crazy. Bally's, $170.90. Borgata, $174.52. I mean, it makes sense to me. Bally's doesn't give me comps and Borg does. So like if I were to stay at, at them, it would, that would cost me more money at Bally's. So it's crazy that Bally's is only averaging $3.62 less per room. Obviously, Bally's 55% occupancy. Borgata, 66% occupancy. The crazy thing is that anyone's spending $175 to stay in a shitty Bally's room. My question is, is this just strategy for them? Like they're willing to give up that 10% of occupancy or probably yeah. not even 5% and just Probably get more per room? Because they're charging a lot per room compared to to a lot of uh, other casinos. Frankly, you know, I think they have like some goodwill still because like we talked about, they are deploying the capital dollars or at least they were last year after they bought Bally's. So yeah. I wonder if Bally's is sort of just intentionally stingy with, with comped rooms and... Uh, I mean, I don't know if they are or not, but certainly I haven't gotten any. Yeah. I think right now I get Monday through Wednesday <laughs> in the summer. <laughs> That's a fun email. Any other thoughts on the profit? Yeah, I don't really care. All right. Good talk. I think that leaves us with just one one more discussion point, which is what, when are we going to AC? Either with or without family. So the next time that I could possibly go, I think, is august 3rd thursday to friday august 4th or saturday august 5th i think the ideal scenario for me would be to go some thursday afternoon evening to either friday evening or like saturday morning which doesn't sound amazing it doesn't sound that amazing honestly you gotta at least do you know thursday morning to saturday morning or you know thursday afternoon to saturday afternoon yeah i could probably do that thursday afternoon to saturday afternoon i mean i'm probably gonna leave it you know friday night or 8 a.m. Saturday morning or something, but you have to stay. I would also almost certainly leave first thing Thursday morning if we did that. So right. to come down to AC. I would probably you only just take don't have the leave, right? The afternoon off on Thursday. Yeah. And then Friday I wouldn't have to take a day. That's the advantage of doing Thursday like evening to Friday. So that's morning. why you can do Fridays only pretty much. Is it like just an off day for you normally or in the summer we condense our work week okay. and do nine hour days, four days a week, and then get Fridays off. Nice. Yeah, so 
that's a nice way to be able to do an extra day. So, okay. A weekend, a weekday it day. Makes sense why you're telling me that you can only do Thursday night. Yeah, instead of like, you know, Tuesday night. Right. <laughs> yeah. Which is actually much better for me. Like, if I have to work only one day in a week, I'd probably prefer it be Friday because that's we have our big team meeting on Friday. But, I mean, I can skip it. It's fine. Aim for that day. Eight three. Yeah. Pencil it in. Are we going to the water park? That's the other question. No. Unless we're taking families, which is a totally different trip then. But <laughs> That's true. You don't want to just be getting really drunk and going to the water park? If we were to take families in the summer, that's probably actually a good weekend for me. But <laughs> no, I'm not going to the water park if it's just us. I mean, you guys can go to the water park. But that's true. I'll be at the Lucky Snake. Not I. And then you know what's going to happen? I'm going to be at the Lucky Snake, and then I'm going to be like, you know, it would be awesome going to the adult-only pool for $100. Mm-hmm. And then I would go do that. Instead of going to whatever casino pool I'm staying at. Indeed. Yeah, let's aim for that. I'll try to get very, very advanced. Yeah. Yes, on the calendar for that. All right. I'll talk to some of our friends. I know our buddy Taylor wants to go to AC sometime. I'll see if he's around that weekend. Yeah, Dave has hinted that he may be in New Jersey already and has asked for a ride, which I might be able to do. I mean, I would probably still have to rent a car because I don't think I'll have a car yet, but. Yeah, come on. Got to get a car. Got to do that first thing. I mean, you know what I hear? You're never more flush with cash than after when you buy a house and have to make a down payment. That's true. The amount of money we've sunk into this house that we don't even live in yet is driving me a little bit insane. Anyways, you have a mystery topic here on the agenda, which has magically been moved from its own item to under next AC trip. It is, it is. So I think we've danced around this a little bit uh, in the past, but I just want to bring it up and flesh it out a little bit. So... I personally, and like, I feel like you've been the, this as well, but like, I personally was in a funk for, for quite a few years, like in terms of gambling and how it was going and like maybe how excited I, I was by the prospect, but I, I feel like sort of reinvigorated now. And I know we've talked about the journal idea, but for me specifically, I think my slot to table game play ratio was like been way off since the pandemic started. Yeah. And I think it started with that trip we did like the first day of the pandemic or whatever, <laughs> basically, when like I was effectively not comfortable to sit at a full table with people back then when we didn't really know much and you know i think it was probably the right decision in retrospect and i played slots the whole trip and and had a horrible time and left way early and then we came back and then it was plexiglass everywhere right which was also terrible and so like i don't know yeah i got into this slot habit or whatever and i don't enjoy it there's nothing about it i like both vegas like i played quite a bit more table games than I'd been playing recently. And and the thing that brought this up is I was looking at my MGM win-loss, which they put out throughout the year, which is nice. Most places only give you one at the end of the year. And, you know, it said on my Vegas trip, I was up over $800 in in table game and down like $1,700 in slots. So... For me, slots have been just nothing but a bunny hole, like every time I've ever played them, and that includes video poker too. It's just one of those things that I feel like I'm in a lot more uh, sustainable position, like, and I'm just going to play like way more table games than I, I have been playing. And I know you feel kind of the same, but the opposite, right? So in our Vegas talk, I said, like, it's fine to just be a slot player, and mm-hmm. I'm just going to lean into that. Which I think it's kind of you in, in some way. Yeah, I mean, and I know that in my first few years of going to AC, like I would look back at my little gambling log and be like, oh man, if I had never played a single machine, whether it was video poker or slots, Mm -hmm. I would have been up for the trip. But lately, like I honestly can't remember the last time I sat at a table and cashed out with more money than (laughs) than I put in. I know it's happened maybe once in the past, like literally three or four years. I'm sure it's happened, but 
it is almost always just losing okay. my buy-in, which is just, you know, when I'm trying to have less of a gambling budget anyway, your money just doesn't go very far. But the more I think about it, the more I feel like I do really enjoy PyGo Poker, although everything's gone to face up now. I do really enjoy PyGo Tiles. I'm wondering if I should just forget about craps. Like I've always, I've been sort of thinking like, oh, I should just save a good portion of my gambling budget for one crap session. And maybe I should just be like, you know what? Forget about the craps thing. I think for you, craps probably just isn't your game in some way. And like, maybe you can buy it with me. I'll be like two thirds and you can be a third or something like that. And you can enjoy it that way. But I don't think you should play craps personally. I feel the same way as I feel about blackjack. I love it at $5 like craps, blackjack $10 basically. But mm-hmm. when you're talking about $25 at pretty much every table, like, it's, it's just too much for me. <laughs> so, yeah, I need to remember, though, that, you know, Pygo Poker, Pygo Tiles, like, nice slow games. I can do this. I also realize I need, I should go at least play some blackjack somewhere. I don't really want to play $25 blackjack, so I don't know where that's going to happen. But mm-hmm. it's been so long since I played blackjack when that was, like, such the focus of my table gameplay when I first started going to AC. It can be a very, like, fun, nice experience to be, like, sitting and playing blackjack with people that you like. <laughs> it's a very awful experience to play with strangers who are annoying, but it just seems crazy that I haven't done it in so long. So I'm yeah. sort of, like, coming off of my just full slots-only, video poker-only sort of thing. Yeah, I mean, as much as I enjoy, like, good slots and I really love video poker, like, when it goes bad, it's, like, I feel like sort of soul-crushing in a way that maybe table games are not. I mean, for me, too, like, I know my luck in slots has been, like, absolutely horrible. I mean, I, I think it's clear from, you know, how many Royals have you hit, two or three or whatever, and, like, you know, I've surely played far more video poker hands than you, and if it's zero, how many times have you made a bet that's one-tenth the size of mine and gotten, like, a four or $500 win? In slots? Yeah. Only once have I gotten, I got a $700 win on Buffalo. I don't mm-hmm. think I've ever had any other $400 wins, but it is crazy because I have Okay, I've how about like $200 wins? A lot. So I've had a lot of like $150, $200 wins. I bet 10 times the amount you do. I have never gotten a hand pay in my life. Yeah, and that is crazy. Even watching other people, like even watching like the Matt Bridger mm-hmm. vlogs where he's playing, you know, $5 a spin and then he gets a bonus and it's $80 or it's $120. It really makes you realize, like, wow, I've been really lucky at times to mm-hmm. be on sixty cent, seventy five cent bets. Yeah. So when we're at Golden Nugget and I hit that eight hundred dollar bonus, I'm pretty sure that's the biggest bonus I've ever hit in my life. And that was on like you know probably an eight dollar spin or whatever. So it's like you hitting a eighty dollar bonus, which is like not noteworthy at all, right? Right. Exactly. And so that's a funny thing also about people who post in the Facebook groups. I mean, obviously, like congratulations on the hits it's great like but when people post you know oh i hit for eight thousand dollars or something and then you see that they're betting 25 bucks a spin it's like okay well right (laughs) you know if i was betting 50 cents a spin that's like what 160 or something like that i don't know if that math works out but it sounds right in my head yeah i mean yeah obviously like if you're betting way way higher you're gonna get much much bigger wins but it doesn't seem like it actually correlates to where like oh, I'm going to win 100 times as much if I bet 100 times as much yeah, on bonus. it doesn't seem like it. Although, I mean, penny slots, like penny denomination slots are like by far the highest outstage in the casino, right? Like you're statistically should be better off going to nickels or higher than that. So I don't know. Anyway, I'm excited about gambling. I think I've got my, my new strategy down. I'll, I'll still be willing to burn $100 a day, you know, in some bad slot machine or whatever, but no more than that. Also, I think you have this feeling maybe that you 
need to like wander around with me and do my wandering and, and play slots. And I don't think you do. I agree with you. I think that's that's part of the problem. I'm perfectly happy doing my wandering solo while you play table games. If anything, I would feel unburdened by uh, feeling pressure to stop wandering around and actually do something. If, if we have like four-person trips all the time, then it's not a problem anymore. It's true. I'll just be at the video poker bar the entire time, forgetting to tip my bartender. <laughs> Only at Hard Rock. Only at Hard Rock, because they give you good drunks. <laughs> I get too drunk to tip. That's why you got to tip 20 up front. And then you're done. All right. Well, anyway, I think that's that's all we've got for this episode. So if you re- want to reach out to us or any of our other listeners, you can do so at our Facebook group, facebook.com slash group slash do for a win. Find all of our great content at do for How's our shirt remodel going? It's going great. I'm really working on it. I'm Good. working with a design team. Yeah. We're really pushing through some great ideas. I mean, that's like probably the most important thing in your life right now, right? Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm really inspired by the uh, Baltimore City Connect jerseys so that's the direction i'm going for the yeah. for the design and you should be inspired by uh you can bet on that actually apparently being close to releasing shirts so are they really yeah that's that's the rumor interesting dr mike is the one that actually has apparently made the design or whatever so we'll see now i feel a competitive nature to really push through see, and make see? Sure there there you go that's how that's how it happens uh you can reach out to craig on twitter at do for a win or be kyle askin and send craig questions to do for win at gmail.com so he can ignore your email exactly you should be honored if I ignore your email. That's that's true. Just letting you guys know, I think we'll be on hiatus for probably something like three weeks. Just because I know you've got a lot of stuff going on in, in your life right now because you're you're moving into a new house. Into the burbs. Yep, into no the suburbs. No more city life for me. Buying a car, going to Atlantic City every weekend. It is one of the things that I'm very excited about, about having a house. It's just mm. having a car. Pulling out of my driveway. Not just, you know, when you rent the car or whatever to go to Atlantic City, just drive around for 45 minutes looking for parking when you get home. I know. Yeah, that was awful. Like the rental car thing is convenient in theory, but then I've rented a car from Newark Airport, took forever. Mm -hmm. I had to park once in Hoboken at the end of it, took forever. My last experience was pretty seamless, renting out of Jersey City. Like that was actually about as quick door-to-door as I think I've ever made it. All right. Uh, You have any last words, Craig? I don't think so. All right. Well, like I said, unless I put something special together, which you never know, it'll probably be like mid-July before you you hear from us again. But we'll surely be spending that time thinking of you, our faithful listeners. We planning an Atlantic City trip. I hope so. A massive Atlantic City get together. Friday night meetup. August fourth at the water park. <laughs> Got to call up Tower Investments. Get us some good deals on group admission. Yeah. Maybe we'll get the hookup. We're not going to get the hookup. We've burned that bridge, I think. All right. Well, thank you guys so, so much. And we'll talk to you in three weeks. Our next podcast is going to be the week of the 10th. Yeah, probably. Okay. Maybe I can try to do something. Have my second self-produced podcast in history. Solo trip to AC. (laughs) Solo podcast. Recorded live from AC.